Oh hey, you're listening to Pep Talk, a podcast launched during the national lockdown in April 2020 to celebrate and support our favourite New Zealand businesses. Join Grace Creft, ex-lawyer and former owner of Sweet Bakery and Cakery, to hear about how some of our favourite businesses built their brands, the ups and downs along the way, and what we can do to support them, both now and once business as usual returns. So, are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. I am incredibly excited and honoured to welcome today's guest onto Pep Talk. Now, of course, I love all of our guests and I would never pick favourites, but today's story is one that I do feel a bit of a connection to. Today we are talking with Fleur Wicks, who, if you've spied one of the photos I've shared recently of me at home, you'll know is an artist whose work I have in pride of place in my kitchen. As you'll hear during this episode, I maybe not so eloquently tried to pin down exactly what it is that I find so special about Fleur's work, and I think it really is just her belief that the magic of life is in those small moments and the little details. It really shines through in her creations, and I think this is something that's really been brought to our attention in this COVID world that we found ourselves in. Home and family and all of those little details have become more important and bigger than ever. Now of course Pep Talk is all about business and while Fleur is first and foremost an artist, she works for herself and what she has built over these years is 100% a business. She now has premises and employees. Plus I think part of what has made her so successful is this wicked combination she has of skills on both the art side of things of course but also in business and marketing and sales and that has combined to create absolute magic. This episode is so full of so many thoughtful observations and moments. Fleur shares so much of her story and passion with us. You have got to listen to see what I mean. We're so lucky. I guarantee you'll feel intrigued and uplifted and entertained and inspired all at the same time. Welcome Fleur. Welcome to Pep Talk. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Grace. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. And we were just talking before we hit record about how the feeling is very mutual. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of Fleur's work. So if, if you've seen and um, people listening, if you've seen my Instagram stories recently, or maybe been to my house or chatted to me about these things, you'll know that I am a big fan of <laughs> Fleur's art. And so I am honored to have her on talk today. So thank you. Yes. We, we've had a few um, creative people, and I think in business in general, it is creative. A lot of mm. business people are creative, but I think that you might be the first kind of tra- uh, professional, traditional kind of artist yeah. that we've had on. So I think this is going to be really cool to kind of hear your take on how art and business and life and mm. all of that stuff comes together. So yeah. this is going to be good. Yeah, it's a journey. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and you are in, the, you've been in the Women's Weekly, was it, that you've been in this week? As I, well? and, indeed. Honestly, the New Zealand Women's Weekly. I mean, amazing. <laughs> it's uh, like, 
My mother used to read, she's not, not here with us anymore, mm-hmm. and she used to read Women's Weekly religiously. And so when I, got, when I got the email from the lovely journalist, I was like, no question, totally yeah. doing it. And oh, it's been, it's she was, it was the most beautiful experience. Uh, the journalist, Fleur Guthrie, uh, it was amazing. Like, it, she, oh, it was amazing. And I'm really proud because I think mum would be and it's not the magazine I expected to be in ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah, no it's really good and the photos are good like um excellent photographer yeah Yeah. and you know you just kind of have to like say yes to what feels right don't you and be like this feels like it's happening for a reason I'm just going to go with it yeah I'm I'm actually massively big on that like that's one of the Mm -hmm. tenets of my both my artwork and the business side of it is it has to feel right for me good yes I love Uh, that yeah Yeah. and you generally do know like sometimes you can kid yourself for a little (laughs) yeah generally you actually have a good idea if you stop and listen yeah yeah I think that stop and listening is the crucial thing and as I go on further, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years now, um, I'm mm. very good at hearing, um, but sometimes I do still like to pretend, but for about, I'm really <laughs> bad at, every time I try to do something that's not aligned with, um, that's right, it always um, stuffs up, so. Yeah, 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 it comes around in the end, yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, there you go, we've already, we haven't even begun and we've gone into, <laughs> good, into the wisdom. <laughs> Love it. And so we will kick off with some this yep. or that questions, and I'm going yep. to say as well before we start that, I it is really hot here today in Greytown. Yes. Is it hot where you are? You're in Wanganui, aren't you? Gosh, yes, it is hot. And I yeah. am in my, I call it my writing room, which is, I've got the window shut because we're doing this podcast and it is, it's it's hot. But yeah. it's good. It's, um, mm. Yeah, we can't complain. But I was going to say, I actually gave in. I normally shut the window, but I caved today and I opened the window because it just, I get so hot otherwise. And so you might hear like some birds tweeting or some trucks, trucks driving by, but That'll just add to the ambiance. I'm sure mm. it'll be great. Mm. Yeah, but you feel free to open your window as well, Fleur. No, I, I'm on a very busy main street. It wouldn't okay. be good. <laughs> okay. You're just going to have to sweat it out then, Yeah, okay? man. Hot yeah. yoga, hot yoga. Yeah, yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, it's got some this or that questions for you to warm you up. Yep. Okay. So, number one, we've got head or heart? Heart. <laughs> I, no yeah, given what we were just talking about, I'm not surprised. Yeah, 100%. Nice. And next up, black or white? Oh, no, I, no. Um, <laughs> so Just no. Just no, not either. I, I'm a full believer in the shades of grey, not in that way. Um, but, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> All 50 so, of the shades Yeah, yeah, grey, that's or? right, there's many of the shades. Uh, I, I really think that uh, life is, or art or anything is neither black or white, and it so depends on context and timing and so while I work a lot in black and white even black and white has you know color in it so tone and yeah Mm, yeah mm. interesting because I like I think that question can be taken so many different ways yeah I love where you've gone with it and and I mean if I was to be super light about it which I probably should have been black all the way because I cannot wear white because I'm like I just spill things and yeah. um, I sit on things and I might trip over. <laughs> uh, so black is real good. I'm entirely dressed in black today. So yeah, black yeah. all the way. I am a spiller as well. And it's <laughs> quite embarrassing as a grown up to be yeah. like, should I be spilling this much food in my thirties? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got Pictionary or charades. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll say. 
well, I'll say Pictionary because I like drawing stick figures. Mm, okay. Mm. And probably not that surprising for you. I can't do, um, uh, which of those things, kind of crosswords, and I often lose my words, and so it's quite a funny thing. So orally, I'm not too hot on the old words sometimes. So, yeah. No, Pictionary, we'll, we'll do the stick figure situation. All right. And then we've got have more time or have more money? Oh, massively have more time. Yeah. Yeah, have more time and the money will take care of itself. Yeah. And then we've got adventure or comfort. Holy moly. Um, You know, my take on it would be comfort. Yeah, um, I think that I'd prefer a cushion and a comfortable couch if I had to choose. But in my life so far, I've done a lot of comfort, so adventure in the future. Mm. Good, good balance. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. A bit of both is the way to go. Yeah. Um, too much in one direction or the other is going to get boring either way. So. Yeah, and a bit too like intense. Like I think I'm, I tend towards the one or the other intense road. So I'm like adventure or comfort. Like which one? Like I forget yeah. that I could probably have both. A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we can dig into getting to know you even more because I really love to kind of start with the personal, maybe background side of things in these chats because there's always links and connections. And so uh, I know that you obviously an artist now uh, but there's been different kinds of art maybe we'll call it in your past because you've been a photographer and a writer and so I'm interested to hear like a bit of the background of that like did you study and what early jobs did you have and things like that fill us in on that bit yeah so uh when I was a kid at school I wanted to be a doctor so I went down all the you know did all those subjects and everything yeah and um so I was hardcore going to be a doctor so um you know six subjects all chemistry physics all that and then my my sister's um girlfriend I had a major crush on her my sister's a lot older and had a big crush on her (laughs) and she was like you'd be good with a camera and I was like yes I would so I (laughs) so I said yeah if you say so I would and so I got (laughs) myself a camera honestly and then I was like oh my god and I was quite good with it (laughs) I really was into it so um she was and so then I uh did so 1989 I did a professional photography course um and then coming out of that so I got portfolio of the year and I was 18 and I thought I was it man and I I, then I got a scholarship to do another year and then I set up a portrait business um so I was man 19 years old I think which was great I was going to be like I had no idea actually of how to get clients I wouldn't I refused to do any kind of work except for the like you know the best possible portraiture I ever could so I got no clients <laughs> and, and and then I failed and I had to go up to uh, Victoria Park Market in Auckland and work as a work three jobs one was a cleaner one was working in a um, fish and chip shop sort of thing and the other this is all at once and the other could pay back debt and the other was to um, I worked in a surf shop and I'm very good at selling, and I love selling, but I had to wear a freaking, what are those horrible tight things that surfers wear? Um, oh, like a wetsuit. Wetsuit, in the daytime, in the, you know, and, and I honestly really like my body right, but it's not, it's not okay in a wetsuit outside of, <laughs> you know, outside of the water. Unless you're in the water. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like tight, like that super, anyway, my God, it was a disaster, but um, I did sell them because I'm very good at that, and uh, so that was that, and then I um, I went back to Wellington after I paid off my debt, 
and started again um, as a portrait photographer um, and then I got a job with another portrait photographer for about five years doing portraits and weddings and I had thought that weddings were completely naff um, you know in the art kind of community or whatever which I've actually never really been a part of but it's kind of like oh yeah how embarrassing you do weddings but they are hard man oh my god I did them for about let's say a decade and I all around the country maybe you know and I loved it like I love dresses I love you can't you can't do it again so from a business point of view you know you can't do it again and also even if you don't do your best possible work you have to sell that because the bride does not want to know you don't think it's amazing so it really honed so many things I got to see it's absolutely fascinating watching the uh, emotional things play out at a wedding and I'm pretty good at the photos you know so and then um and I did portraiture, so all up about 20 years, and I absolutely loved it. So I always, so my dream when I was 18 years old was to do art and business together. Like for whatever reason, like that's always been my absolute goal and dream. And it's taken me a long time, but I am there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting, that because that like sounds like it was straight out of uni or studying, pretty much that you actually did combine those things pretty much straight away maybe not successfully at that time but you obviously had that instinct so early oh 100% and I don't really my parents kind of had businesses and things um but not huge big ones you know but um I don't quite know where it came from but I was absolutely wanted that and it took me a long time for things to come together to find the skill to be able to do it successfully where I was made like so with portraiture I actually did really well there um I did portraiture which was the portraiture I believed in and I was looking for my own beauty and other people I was looking to show other people their own beauty you know something real um, but something beautiful and I am really pleased to say I think 98% of the time I nailed it and I loved it and I promised myself that no matter how I would never do it just for business I would never do it just for money and so there came a point at which I guess I sort of I had done it really and I didn't see I didn't see anything I needed to say anymore so I stopped. This kind of takes us on to that I'm guessing the move towards kind of the art that you're doing now if we call it that um was that like a gradual evolution or process or was it like one thing that sparked this direction that you're in now? So when I was oh god I don't know let's say 25 I I, I had always written quite badly like when I was a, a kid I've, I love words and my mother used to read to me when I was in the hospital a lot so I've got a just for people because they're listening uh, cleft lip and palate um, so I had a whole lot of surgery lots of different stuff like that and mum from when I was a tiny baby read to me and um, like she would she had five children at home but she came into the hospital and stayed with me and read like when I was just you know weeks old or oh, and um it was amazing like anyway oh my god stop I'm getting a bit emotional but so words are really crucial for me and then yeah. about let's say about 11 years ago so I did a Bill Manhire course it's a creative writing course in Wellington I'd never particularly wanted to go to university but I wanted to do this course so I did that uh got published short stories poetry but decided I didn't like being in a room on my own and stories while I was good at it wasn't my thing and so that was that and then about 11 years ago for some reason and I actually don't even know why I started drawing the words I was writing like I I was fully doing photography and then I just started drawing them 
um, and then this guy uh, in Wellington um, who has this band called the Sven Olsen's Brutal Canadian Love Saga. Wow, what a name. Yeah, right. He asked me to do the liner notes for the whole album, which was a big album, and I did that. And then, yeah, I just started keep drawing them. And in the way of, in portraiture, I always made work for myself and other and the client. So, you know, I always pushed myself. And then when it came to words, as I started putting them out there to sell as well as learning how to do them. So that was about 11 years ago. Um, and then I gave up portraiture finally about five years ago, I think. Yeah, so it's just built from there. Um, and, I mean, it's been uh, completely as- alongside my growth and uh, as a person. So my artwork is my release. It's my relief. It is... Um, it's kind of like breathing to me. It's completely necessary. Like my friend, my best friend, she was saying the other day, I'd, my my son the other day, who's 17, was saying, I really want a passion. And I was like, oh, do you? Like, you know, and, and my, my best friend was saying, she was saying, yeah, I quite like a passion too. And I when I thought about it, I thought I've had lots of things not handled in my life. But from when I was 18, I knew exactly, you know. Um, and so my words have been, and in terms of the business side of it, um, I did sort of, I taught, um, before I came to Whanganui, I was, um, I had a studio in Lyle Bay in Wellington, and I was teaching photography, I was doing portraiture, I was sort of running this tiny little gallery, um, and it was epic and ridiculous, and then um, I was working 50 hours a week, um, and then my son really needed me, um, He's he's got Asperger's and different things, and you know, it was just this decision, like, boom, that's it, like, my son needs me, that's done, so, without going into too much detail, I moved to Whanganui, it's, my marriage broke up, and all sorts of stuff, um, and, yeah, now, um, so I'm in this position where, this a- astonishing position, um, where I make a, a very good living from my words, my work, my, um, Wow, man! <laughs> you, you must have those moments where you're just like, "Wow, is that happening? Yeah, like, is I, that a thing?" No, really. Like, it's quite. I mean, it's been. I have worked my ass off for a long time, and also, I think it's possibly true with any business, and certainly in the arts, it's a huge reflection of who I am or who any artist is as a person. So, I've dug hugely deep. Um, I when I moved to Whanganui I had no money I was on the I think it's called the DPB I'm not sure what it's called now I literally you know I my my family were giving me um, boxes of food um, I couldn't afford sometimes bananas I like um, I had to I cut my own hair for like six five years <laughs> so not good at that um, <laughs> Not your skill, that's okay. Not my skill. You know, but I I really, what I needed to do was be with my son and dig really deep because I've had a lot of, um, I've got post-traumatic stress disorder through a lot of things, uh, a few things that have happened in my life um, and I had to work through that. I I went back right down deep to find out who I was um, and to get myself solid and that has been the work of the last kind of decade and now that's how I can be doing what I'm doing because I did that hard work, that hard work, and I'm so proud of it. And I'm also a, a huge big Elky, um, but I haven't drunk for like 11 years, <laughs> and yeah. and so that's awesome. Like so, I've done all that, and now I'm in this. It's it's 
Grace, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, like what a journey. And like, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I genuinely, like I know a bit of your story from, from looking you up, but I don't know everything. And I like, it, it's not surprising that, because quite often I think you find that these really, really beautiful and special things in life come from some of the hardest and most terrible things in life. So having, yeah, knowing what you're up to, it's not surprising, but I think it's just so special that this has all blossomed from that work that you've done. But I think that that kind of gives us a good moment to kind of pause in that because I I will hopefully if it's okay share some of your art so people know what we're talking about. But I think it might be helpful now to just tell us a little bit about what you're creating and how you do it and that process because I find that so fascinating as someone who's not a tactile creative person I'm creative but not that way I like I just can't even imagine what your day kind of looks like as an artist so my the way that I generally I have two kind of things that I work with artistically um the one that um I work, so my background is as a photographer and so I use that currently really strongly in my work. So with the work that I do with words, which is probably you know 80% of my artwork, um, I think of the words just kind of come to me. I often hear a sentence wrong. It's quite funny, like someone will say something, I'll be like, that's amazing. And then they haven't said it. Oh, <laughs> and, but and your then, brain has kind of created yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, that just kind of, that, that end of it does kind of just come to me um, and then what I do is I write it down quite small like like on an A4 bit of paper I photograph it put it in Photoshop so Photoshop for someone who might not know is a uh, computer program um, where you kind of uh, create imagery and things like that Um, and then um, what I do generally and I like to do is often blow up the work quite big so there's quite a lot of work in that Mm. computer based work so I do all my work these days on an iPhone so the photos are taken on an iPhone partly because what I love and is really important to me is imperfect, so not perfect, raw kind of to leave it alone as, you know, we are all having rough times, amazing times, we're all imperfect, right? So keeping that in the work. So the decision to kind of use an iPhone was part of that, um, like pixelated rough. And then what I do is uh, I'll have the print and then I will draw over the top of the print um, so quite subtly, but it makes each time someone buys, I call them studio prints, they're getting in uh, kind of like a unique print, um, and it makes me feel really good. Um, and then I do, I've just started, oh my God, I've always thought, in my next life I want to be a painter, and I am actually painting. So I do one-off original paintings as well with words, which is exciting, and I I freaking love it, um, and I love I love all my work, you know. But like, and the painting it because it's new. It's like flying in the dark because I don't know what I'm doing. And when I started drawing my words, I made a very conscious decision not to like get learning as a designer or a uh, typography because that wasn't where I was going. So my my kind of visual um, aesthetic is really strong and honed from 30 years. So you know, so with the painting, it's the same. It's kept kind of. I'm, I'm purposely trying not to particularly draw like I mentioned stick figures to you before and it's like yeah man I'm all right with the stick figures I'm good <laughs> like, you know that's, that's my thing I'm kind of I don't know I, I did a painting the other day with stick figures I was so happy because you know when you're five years old and you're like busting out this and I was really happy when I was five and I, it's that Picasso thing of right coming full circle and if you're any good you learn what you learned who you were when you were um, five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's cool to kind of picture 
that process, especially with your your words and and mm. how that all comes to you, it's yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. And I like um, the other thing about my work is I ideally I like it quite big um, because it's that idea of taking my work is very personal and domestic, so it's completely from me. It's just my life really, um, and I like blowing that up big because we all, you know. It's okay that our beautiful, private, personal moments are just as important as these big world events, you know, they are crucial and so for me making something big is showing the landscape of the emotional kind of landscape within myself and and in other people um, and seeing it big, like it's important that moment where your partner kissed you and you felt it so strongly, that's as important as, I don't know, some world event, you know. In a, in a way to so each of us yeah yeah to each of us and I really have a strong thing because I've worked a lot with quite a lot of different people over the years and we all what we all have in common is that we love and we grieve and we are angry you know like no matter who you are it, we have all had something that's really tough for us and something equally that's really beautiful and my work is like taking the really tough stuff and finding the counterpoint, which is the beautiful stuff, and just acknowledging that, because it's that default position of the sort of tough stuff, but it's equally beautiful. I just want to say that the thing is, is that, you know, the only gift that you have of trauma, really, is that you can then see how beautiful things are on the other side, you know? Yeah, I feel like that, because I was trying to think a bit before we chatted about like what it is about your work that really speaks to me. And I think that I, I couldn't quite enunciate, I couldn't quite get it out. But I think that's kind of where I got to that. It's such a combination of being really honest and real, but also really positive. Like I find whenever I look through your collections, I feel really uplifted, yes. even though it's about real things and small things and it's not like big, you, you know, big moments it just feels so it just like encapsulates what's so special about life I think that's I but I know that I'm not putting that well enough because it's like a feeling yeah. and I can't get it into yeah. words but I think yeah. yeah so I love that you've explained that to me in your words because that yeah. makes sense to me yeah yeah I think so I mean feeling is ev- like how it feels is everything right like I mean we can have all the monetary things or um I mean I love money don't get me wrong but like you know nothing wrong with a good nom de dress don't have any <laughs> yeah. problem with it <laughs> but uh, but you know like um if if how we feel you know experience life is is massive and you know it's so important yeah that kind so. of takes me onto something that I thought about with with the art commerce kind of combination around like I guess there's a bit of a I don't know what the word is but like a stigma almost about being about about artists and being kind of like a uh maybe you were meant to be kind of impoverished like oh I know it's not meant to make you money which is so not right but I feel like that's a bit of a stereotype shall we call it so has that been quite hard like a bit of a block for you to get around like it's okay for me to make a good living yeah I think it yeah it definitely has there is a huge thing like I don't hang out with a whole lot of artists um because it drives me insane 
um, to be quite frank. Um, so there is a huge thing about artists should make no money and, you know, but, you know, I also have this thing inside me when I was younger that I um, wasn't good enough to make any money. Like, you know, I didn't deserve it sort of thing, you know. And um, so the, it's been a real conscious thing and, um, and an evolving thing to understand that, like, what's important to me is that I make the best quality work that I can. I mean, inside myself and also the physical thing that I'm giving to someone and also that on the other hand so that the margins are really great and that I'm earning good amount of money for that and it's really exciting you know you, t- you know that whole thing about the business end of things being exciting like even with um, you know how I share things emotionally online and things um, partly that was because when I had absolutely nothing and I'm talking nothing um, I thought about really carefully what it was that I had to give that pe- that would be interesting to people. Do you know what, you know, my, what, what's that word, that um, business word, um, point of difference? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and one of them was that I have a big emotional life um, and that I can share that. And I made it, I'm very curated and people often make the mistake of thinking that I'm just a completely open book, which is completely incorrect. It's but you a, choose what you're sharing. 100%. Yeah. And it's really curated. That's not quite the right word, but I really make it conscious Oh, yeah. deliberate, that's a perfect word. Yeah, mm. but it really worked. So it was a conscious decision. And um, I mean, I love business. For a long time, I thought that I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> but that was incorrect. <laughs> yeah, interesting, because often there's, again, speaking on stereotypes, there's a bit of a stereotype that like cr- you can either be creative or kind of businessy and the two don't combine. But, you know, you've shown that that's not the case. Uh, mm. But sometimes you can kind of find yourself doing all parts of business where maybe you don't like all parts of business. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, I don't know, give me any parent in the world who loves all parts of their child. I don't think so. Like, and it's like, so with business, I think that's the, like my brother has a very good business and um, he, no one in the world has, is good at all parts of their business. And what I'm really good at, well, obviously, or importantly, making the work. And I feel really strongly that I have something properly artistic to say like original and deep like that's a tenant of my work and it has been for 30 years that belief that I can do that so that's on one side with that I love making contact with people I'm very good with people I love marketing and sales I'm not I'm not good at rapping pictures I'm not you know, like Jane I have a beautiful woman Jane who works for me 20 hours a week and she's amazing at all sorts of things not just but I literally can't stand the touch of brown paper and um, cardboard it is revolting to me but I for about five years I just had to do it <laughs> and yeah. I now I'm like don't it's like this kind of like don't let me touch the brown paper don't bring and, it near yeah. me. <laughs> no and I'm not um, numbers are not my thing like I transpose them um, and like I'm not dyslexic with numbers but like so I make my prices you know how when you're selling something if you look kind of nervous about the price you it look like you're nervous about the price whereas for me I just literally forget the numbers so I go like oh well that's 567 like 567 or um, 2345 2345 so I can remember them and so you know it's an easy sales thing Um, and I so I'm not good with physical numbers I'm not interested in particular uh, like I like knowing the margins but I don't care if it's one you know these I'm just so I have someone who helps me with that I have a great accountant um and no I'm not and I'm not good I don't love to plan every minute of the day um but Jane 
who works with me is all over that and she is incredible it's like um she's so much better than me at everything she's and oh, I'm just really uh, fortunate to have her with me so yeah, yeah that's a perfect example of knowing which bits you're good at and you mm. enjoy and then getting other people to do the other bits and not letting your ego get in the way of <laughs> letting yeah. that happen yeah exactly and I have a big ego like um no question like I think <laughs> <Don't> we <all? laughs> well I think that you know like to be you know, to be in any way, maybe an artist and also a business person, because, you, know, you know, in some ways I have, you know, I, I believe in myself in some, you know, in a, mm-hmm. a most important ways. Um, yeah, and you need to check, I mean, I was obnoxious when I was 18, you know, my ego, oh my God. Again, weren't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we were, I yeah. like to think. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think it's that, like, Jane, um, she's just so much better at me than so many things and that's the key I mean I I think I've listened to a lot of business people over the years and tried to hear that Um, but of course I had to get my my work into a position where I was making enough money that I could afford to have Jane and so so that is um, and you know um, it's an interesting thing to like a very what I refused to do um, and it was a real decision about the direction of the business is I refused to become commercial I've had quite a lot of interest um, and uh, in my work you know like my work uh, I know for those of you who know it or can see it is could could quite easily translate to uh, very commercial work that could get pumped out um, and I've, I, I'm playing, I guess, business-wise and artistically a long game. Yeah. So, um, and for me, yeah. no, um, absolutely not. And I've kind of found a way. It's taken me a while. It's not. It's a, not a short path, but where I can make work I really believe in, plus sell it for a good price. So I've kind of crafted, I guess, uh, the optics, the persona of my work in the world as artwork. And I'm so fortunate. You know, I get people who buy my work online who and it's it's not cheap I mean you know uh, uh, like I say that isn't it's it's relatively inexpensive compared to some artwork like of course you know but um that's what's my hesitation there but you know they will trust they trust me it's except like it's so wonderful I I've just experienced so much trust from people uh both in buying the work and and also what they tell me about the work and their, you know, the stories that they tell me, it, it's amazing. So, and I, I can't tell you how proud I am to have a business, um, and how much it really pleases me. <laughs> like, um, and and you know how it is. It's like so. My my partner was surprised to realise that I probably spend about twenty percent of my time making artwork, if if that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That, I'm not sad about that. That's not you can't as an artist where you might be able to work 100% on it but Tracy Emin who is my goddess she's an artist uh, one of the a very well-known artists in um in the world really but in England she has like five assistants and I mean (laughs) wow well she's like one of the best artists in the entire world like um and she doesn't make art all the time she's like thinking about exhibitions and yeah, I don't know if you could though. Like, well, I'm interested in what you think. Like, could if someone was like, okay, I'm going to do everything else, and I want you you to sit in this room for eight hours a day and just create an output output. I don't think you'd be. I think well, your your quality would 
would drop way down wouldn't it Com- so. yeah uh, definitely um yeah no I absolutely and I certainly I mean that's why I stopped being a writer of short stories because <laughs> 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 I couldn't bear it um, just sit in that room and rap <laughs> and I really I so dig um a lot of the bit like we're re uh redoing my website I say we because um, I've got someone on board two people a designer and also a kind of marketing person or social media person on board Uh, um, and uh, that's exciting to me like because I think that marketing is kind of so fascinating in so many ways and it's also a really in a weird way it's a deeply artistic act mm-hmm. you know yeah it is very like, creative yeah yeah it yeah. super is and so is yeah so I don't I would I would stab myself if I had to like package all day you know like I, I just I think if I had if I got the choice between not doing packaging all day and doing a business I would like just go work at pack and save like I, <laughs> <laughs> like loving pack and save obviously no I don't I hate pack and save um <laughs> In Wanganui, it's, um, and I'm digging this hole, but I'll go with it. It's halfway dug. Um, yeah, keep going. In Wanganui, pack and save is where you go to your pyjamas and wear your pyjamas oh, in yeah. the daytime. And, um, you know, I just, I can't do the pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just reminds me of when I was super, super broke and I had to go to pack and save and I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Anyway, moving We've right We've all along. been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, well, that's the thing. See, that's the thing. Yeah. We all have been there. And yeah. I think people make a mistake of thinking that because, you know, like that is that, you know, there's that artist cliche of having no money. Mm-hmm. There is the cliche of the person with, in inverted brackets, having lots of money, having a freaking perfect life, mm. completely incorrect. Or the person who's, yeah. in inverted commas, beautiful. And I've worked with a, a hell of a lot of conventionally beautiful women in my life uh, as I did a little bit of fashion and with portraiture. And the closer you are to that kind of perceived vision of beauty, the more brutal it can be, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, they say there's a, and this is on the money thing rather than the beauty thing, but the, with the money thing, there's there's like an amount that they've studied and smart people have figured it out where you actually hit that point and, you, and the more money you have over that point, you actually don't get any happier. Yeah, yeah. Which I is mean, quite interesting, I thought. Oh, it's completely interesting. And um, having been someone who's had, I had a beautiful house in Lyle Bay, which was in six-page spread in a house and garden, you know. <laughs> well, um, so that was great. Um, and then I've been as poor as I could possibly be in New Zealand without maybe being homeless. Um, you know, have, I, I think that happiness is a thing that's internal. Um, and of course, it's brutal when you can't pay your power bill. It so sucks. Or, but yeah, you're right, A, eh? when you get to that kind of, like at the moment, I'm in that sweet spot um, where um, you'll be surprised to know I'm not making millions um, from my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Shock, horror. But I am making a really good living, especially for an artist, you know, yeah. and I'm really, really proud of that. And, and you're I, enjoying it as well. Oh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, really. And I think the, um, I think you have to, Art has to be a vocation for you, you know, but also if you're in business, because there's a reason galleries exist, it's because most artists don't have the skills and they should just be, fo- and I'm not being rude, um, they should just be focusing on their work, but I happen to have the skills um, and the business side is something that excites me almost as equally as my artwork. Yeah, it's a very magic combination that you've got and I think it's great that you can see how how unique it is that you've got all of those 
Yeah, and a belief also, I think, in that people really enjoy spending money. <laughs> but you know, like I think music, you know, people get in their own way about that. Like especially yeah. artists, they'll be like, "Oh my god, you know, like I can't, I can't charge that," you know, like, and they have they forget about margins and time and how much it actually costs to produce a work like oh, yeah. you know over and above the idea of how much the print might cost mm, um, that's really challenging and I found that especially when I was in my cake days if we call them that when I used to have a bakery and it, it's obviously very wildly different to the art that you're doing but a lot of it is art like there's obviously mm. the ingredients that go into it but the creative side of mm. things and the decorating is very much your artistic skill and I just found it so hard to value that and put a price on that because it's yeah. not there's no like nothing you can point to it's like a it's yes. like a magic and yes. elusive magic that you're charging for and when that comes yeah. from within you you're basically yeah. being like I am worth this much and yes. that's really hard to do as a person yeah yeah. It, it really is a, I completely agree. And, and what I've found over the years is what I do is I, I make my work like like fully concentrating on the work. I'm not thinking of a market, will it sell, will it not? I just make the work, right? And then I sort of put that to one side and I kind of leap over the other side to marketing and selling it. And what I don't do is put those two things together. So I'm not trying to, yeah, I've found because otherwise you're working from the middle and um, you end up making crap work, mm. uh, excuse me, not very good work, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, um, which satisfies no one. So, and also, um, you know, from a marketing sales point of view, you sort of have to get outside of yourself. And it is, I've found it really, really challenging because, and what I do is I listen to what people say about me, in it, but, but from a, I have everyone that I love and then I have everyone else and you know, that's in a, so I'm not sort of personally involved in whether someone loves my work or not, but I listen to why they do. Yeah, and amazing so, that you can separate those two mm, sides of things and so valuable in your business. Yeah. And and you said that the that you've seen things kind of triple over the last year. Do you reckon that there's been an impact of COVID in there somewhere? Like that kind of people seem to be a bit more conscious of their home space right now. And that's, as you talked about, that's where you, that's your zone. When COVID happened, I was, it, I lost four shows and I was I said I was just beside myself I was like oh my god like you know and my partner was like it's okay I'll give you money like do you know what I mean like because I was like oh my god like because everything like I couldn't so where I my primary income basically was gone for like six months at least and I was freaking out I freak out quite a bit <laughs> and, but I was really worried you know and then um and then what happened was well, I sort of made this decision um to keep working like I used to post this thing during COVID every day um of an, a drawing and um some words and I think that kept me in people's minds I mean it was a genuine thing it was like an anchor for me yeah it well also, it probably kept you sane as well yeah it did yeah. so it worked, I, I'm quite good at thinking of both things so I was aware that keeping in people's minds from a business point of view was a good thing and I was also aware that it was really a good thing artistically and personally for me. So anyway, so what happened was, yeah, I think that my, my demographic of people sort of um, middle class, upper class, um, people who go away on holiday uh, overseas and things wasn't happening. And so they have uh, disposable income that they didn't have before. Plus they're in their homes kind of going what shall I do with this money that I'm now not spending mm. I would like and they're this. staring at the walls all day yeah yeah <laughs> but pretty much like so it's been amazing um and it, 
I think also that it was a time where I'd been working for quite a while to build up my rep and um, you know and it was also sort of timing for me in terms of um, it was natural business growth I suppose I would put it like that but yeah so so I'm being incredibly conservative with my money um, and and um, not kind of going crazy about where I'm spending it business-wise, but um, but yeah, I'm really it's amazing, and I I think that you know these times where you have to get out in front. Like I th- I wonder what would have happened if I had have just done nothing and kind of gone into a corner for five weeks, whether I would still have the same result. And I don't Maybe think so. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so. I think it's probably quite similar. Like myself during lockdown I knew that I needed like a distraction and a project and something to focus on and that was what pep talk was kind of born Mm. from and plus having a bit of extra time because obviously we weren't doing anything uh, and weren't working as much and so yeah I thought that was quite an interesting parallel and Mm. definitely helped get me sane so yeah yes I I I sort of found it because it was kind of uh very odd you know but also for me it was really beautiful I you know I had a I found in lockdown that um, everything that happens in my life was there during lockdown but magnified so it was um, um, my partner and I had this absolutely beautiful time together in his extraordinary house in Wellington and he was making dinner he was working but he was making dinner all the time because I can't cook and it was his, his you know and but I also had these I get um, very bad nightmares sometimes mm. and I got extremely bad nightmares and then I had something happen in my personal life um which was awful to do with someone else like you know all my feelings but magnified you know like so so the feelings of amazement at all the ordinary days and um and the you know times where I thought what am I doing and blah, blah. <laughs> yeah but and the anchor point was the work like yeah I think it's interesting how like during that lockdown period our worlds got so much smaller but you're right in that everything got bigger, like in this weird kind of opposite way. Yeah, completely. I'm a really, you know, at the top of this, you see black and white, and I'm such a, a, a real believer in opposites, you know, and how like as dark as things are, that's as light as they are or can be, you know. And and yeah, I mean, our worlds in some ways, because we looked at all the particulars of our home and our love or our distress or um, really expanded in, 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 in a way because we had this, like you say, time. Yeah, I mean, it's quite wonderful really, eh? And, it, and it's like, I think it's the small moments that... Um, our lives are really built on you know you know like you remember minutes and moments you know in a horrible way or a beautiful way from when you're five or you're 10 or you know and it's not it's it's those tiny little things that that are well as far as I'm concerned the most important things mm, you know and that's a nice reminder of that yeah. yeah totally yeah all right well we better wrap up before yep. you before you pass out from the heat <laughs> But um, as you will know from listening to Pep Talk, we do always finish with a bit of advice or something that you've learned along the way, business, life, anything. And I know that you're obviously a lover of words, so I'm sure that you'll have some gems that you've got tucked away. So I'm very excited to hear your take on this. Um, So I've got a couple of things, and these both apply to business and life. So one of them is uh, follow your heart. She will always steer you true. Uh, so that's so I really believe that that if in both business and life if you could just take the time and space to listen to what what you really believe in your gut and heart then it'll t- 
take you to the place you need to go. Um, and the other thing um, which is so deeply important to me is use all that you have to be all that you are. Um, and so that is about all of who you are you can take and um, all that you have right now in front of you you can use to kind of move forward in business or to make art or to kind of be an amazing parent um yeah yes, I knew you would have some <laughs> some good bits of wisdom in there and I love especially how with those especially with the first quote there that mm. it brings us back around to where we started yes. with our chat and it's just a bit of a theme I guess that kind of comes through really strongly from talking to you so I love that yeah yeah it's my um you know it's the best and the worst of me is that I am fully involved in my heart like wear my heart in my sleeve it's like my strongest and has been my weakness you know because sometimes I'm like oh for god's sake like <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a very emotional person. I mean, you'll be surprised to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell that about you. No, right? you, no, that's right. You, you would never know, but here oh. it is. I'm telling you. But so that's yeah, all part. Like, will be such a big part of what makes what makes what you do so special. So yeah, you've got to hold on to that, but also learn to balance that and and just live yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hold on, and and I think that we all have to find out what our strengths are and and play to them if we can. And you know, I've learned to make um, the fact that I've got a big and deeply feeling heart a strength. Yeah. Um. And and as you say, to balance it with structure and kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to know yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Perfect yeah. way to take us out and just in general all of that I just feel so incredibly lucky to have got to like have a conversation with yeah. you someone that I admire and I Aww. love what you're doing and just your overall spirit with everything so Aww, it's just been you. an honor really to hear it from you yourself in conversation Aww. so thank you for sharing it well thank you Grace it's been uh, it's been real fun I've, I've really enjoyed it yeah yeah <laughs> and thank you for supporting pep talk as well because yeah, yeah I do appreciate you championing what we're up to and yeah and giving well, us some it, love it's really interesting because I think that you're, I mean, I know that you're really smart and so it's really, your questions are really interesting always and, and, and just the kind of balance that you have with a, across the, you know, across the range of people. It's, it's actually, yeah, it's really interesting to me because I, yeah, it's very good. So. I so appreciate that and I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that you get the business side of things and yeah, I'm sure we yeah. could keep talking for hours. Oh, so. I know, I know, <laughs> that's right. But in the meantime, I'm like actually, you know, going to pass out. <laughs> Okay, we're going to let you go now. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Lou. That was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. So I think you'll agree that Fleur was just such an incredibly poetic and thoughtful guest to have on Pep Talk today. Uh, when I'm editing, I always pull out some quotes as I'm going along that I can share on Instagram and things like that. And I genuinely have like a full page from that chat. We are just spoilt for choice in picking wisdom from Fleur today. I particularly really loved that reoccurring theme that I think that came through. Something that you'll know from previous conversations is something I'm really passionate about too. All about listening to and trusting and being in touch with your heart and your gut and kind of having that confidence in yourself that you know deep down what is right for you. And I love that that's obviously a path that has really served Fleur well over the years as well. I am just beyond proud and thankful to Fleur for coming on Pep Talk for a chat and being so honest about this journey that she's been on and her experiences along the way. 
so thank you for taking a listen today and if this episode has hit the mark with you and you felt something please do leave us a review on itunes or just let me know what you thought via instagram or email you can find me at hello at peptalk.co.nz or at peptalknz and of course you have to check out Fleur's art to see what we are talking all about head to fleurwix.co.nz and do have a nosy on instagram too at fleurwix where she shares a lot of her personal story as well as her journey of creating her art her artist's life until next time bye